0: Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G.
1: Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl G, and I bring you greetings from the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. And um, also on the line today we have Valerie Wright our associate producer and the CEO of Right Ideals Unlimited. Valerie, thank you for being on the line today.
2: Thank you, Dr. G. Well, good to be here.
1: Great. And Jenny Furmer, our co-host... Associate Executive Director with Albert Jewish Family and Children's Services will also be joining us later in the hour. So I'm excited about this topic. I think it comes up a lot. We're um, looking to have a great conversation on GOT leadership challenges related to employee performance reviews. So um, with that, Valerie, I'm going to turn it over to you. And if you can give our listening audience our contact information so they can feel free to... Send us their comments, their questions, their thoughts on this topic either via email or phone.
2: Okay, that number to call for questions is 1-866-472-5790 or they can send emails to drg at innervisions.org and that's dr.g at InnoVisions, and Innovisions is spelled I N N O V I S I O N S. Dr. G at Innovisions.org. Wonderful.
1: Uh, thank you, Valerie. And speaking of Valerie, um any questions you have already received from our listening audience?
2: I have received a question. And I think it's a good one to start um our conversation with and, and it says what is performance management? I am an HR specialist, and we provide every employee with an annual evaluation, but we don't give raises based on that review. I've heard that a system ties the performance to increases in pay. Hmm.
1: Okay. I think uh, that is a good question, uh, John from Florida. Um. Uh, You know, when I think of what is a performance management system, I'm gonna go broad a little bit for you first, John, and say, um, when I think of performance management system, it is consist. It really consists of three things, and that is um, setting clear performance expectations, putting in place some way of monitoring how things are being done with regards to achieving what was clearly. Um, communicated as expectations and then thirdly some type of um, consequence um, that rewards people when you're on track with regards to getting it done and rewarding meaning it could be you know feedback or more formal uh, process of a reward and recognition program. Or it's um, providing feedback when they're not on track that says, hey, not on track. But something that gauges, you know, some some way of gauging and then something to respond to what you've gauged relative to what those, uh, where you are with regards to expectations being met. I think along with that performance management system, part of the uh, monitoring process is setting in place a performance um, review plan that tells an employee or a volunteer or whoever you're engaged with, with consultant, uh, but whoever's performance you're going to be at at some point um, trying to manage in the process, tells them what you're expecting, and so you have a performance plan as part of that performance management system. And in that performance management plan, you tell the person what's important, and here's what I'm looking for, here's what I'm wanting us to have some conversations about, at some milestone periods be that quarterly be that semi-annually be that annually or um, or just ongoing feedback throughout but these are the things that are important that I want to make sure that you um, give, you know, some importance to in your day-to-day or in your uh performance period. So, um, so you put the plan in place and then uh John, it's it's um, Again, advanced noticing that you know your style may be that you're giving feedback all the time as you know just as a way of as you see things that are in alignment or are not in alignment that you communicate those. I think that's great, and then there's those more formal times where you might actually sit down with that plan and have that conversation about how things are going relative to um that person's performance. I'm going to pause there and see if Valerie has any thoughts and then I'm going to come back, John, and talk about the latter part of what you said. I think it was something about um, tying that performance review process to um, salary increases or compensation. Mm-hmm. So Valerie, on that first part, around what is the performance uh, management plan or just the performance review process, anything you'd like to share?
2: Uh, I think uh, I, the only thing I could add to what you've said is that if the, if it's a effective performance management system, that um, it will be linked to other HR resources such as training, uh, coaching, merit increase, that it will be um, a total system mm-hmm. versus just review and feedback. I think uh, it would build into it development as you, the things that you said and then tied into human resources, sometimes uh, we get performance reviews but not all of the other things that help us improve performance. So,
1: Okay, that's a really good point, Valerie. And I think the... Um So the performance management system, we don't want to confuse it with just that one component of the performance plan that a lot of times people think about or the performance evaluation form Mm -hmm. that a lot of people think of because the entire performance management system is really about how are we going to get the performance needed to accomplish whatever our objectives and our goals are. And an important part of that performance management system then is saying where do we have performance gaps and Um, where are we doing really well and tracking really well, and those areas where we're tracking really well, what can we do to maintain or develop and grow from that space? And those things where we're off track, what can we do to get on track? And be it that's more deliberate coaching, be it that's um, other types of, skill development, it, be it training or um, conferences or whatever I might target as necessary to provide right. the knowledge and skills for development. It's, you know, what is necessary, whether it, it's the, a reward and recognition program where I'm incentivizing certain behaviors. All of those things um, can be linked to a really good uh, and comprehensive performance management system. Mhm, mhm-, great. um, then to speak to John's other piece, and that is um he's heard that it is tied to pay I think it was the is that what it said um Valerie? Yes. Tied to pay yes. okay exactly mm-hmm. so that piece um <clears throat> if we're talking about tying the performance review process to merit increases or so on or, you know, other types of incentive pay, um, although that can, from a conventional and logical um, framework, be a good thing to do, it can also be a challenging thing to do if the workplace culture and how performance evaluations are given doesn't have certain Consistencies and things in place, and by that I mean um, if the performance review process isn 't calibrated across the organization and employees begin to perceive that um, well it, when it 's not calibrated and when it 's not calibrated, you can have some issues that become more and more important if that rating that one receives is going to be something that's used in other areas of that system. So in other words, if I get a performance review done and that performance review goes to, let's say, HR and other hiring managers have an opportunity to review that performance review before they make a selection decision about me, but my manager is one that rates really difficult, and they have a match natu- they have a philosophy that says well no one gets outstanding because the only person that's outstanding is you know god or jesus himself and no one's perfect so um they equate to you know the most anyone can ever get was like above you know above standard but outstanding they just don't do outstandings but then you have another uh manager within the same organization that says well you know uh they rate everyone as above and um, and they're very generous in giving out even outstanding performance ratings, um, and that goes to the let's say HR, and it's there for a um, for review. Let's say you have someone that works in risk management, someone works in your water department, and now there's an opening that comes up for a safety officer in your transportation department, and they pull those, or it could be programs within your organization, be it Head Start or. Um, other social service programs, that you can have people with the same title that works in other areas that are now competing for an advancement opportunity. Well, if they pull those evaluations, one might think that the person who got outstanding is a better performer than the one who got maybe, let's say, meets our bus standard. And in reality, what may be the variable is not the performance. It may be the rater. So, when we start tying um, other things in the system, you know, or even pay, incentive pay, someone always gets their incentive pay, someone else never does because their rating, their, their supervisor just rates harder, um, or they don't get the same percentages because one rates harder. So when we start connecting all those things together, that's when it becomes really important to make thing make sure that we're calibrating these things across the system because as I we said you know all along in other shows you know no justice no peace because if people perceive that it's not fair then you're going to begin to get morale issues within the organization um, so it's just kind of like part of my thinking on that John is you know as you begin to weave things together and connect them then you really have to make sure you're taking the systems approach. And the
2: calibration
1: of these um, elements as well.
2: Valerie, your thought on that? I totally agree, Doctor G. I think that when you talk about um, how people are rated and what the reward is, that there that uh, that whatever model you're using has to have um, a set of performance standards that are clear. When I see those, I understand. Um, what my expectation is to those. And when I look across the organization, I know that my performance and someone else's who's going to get a merit it looks like mine versus mine is above that other person's, and yet they get the increase, and I don't. I think it has to be clearly systemic. It has to be um, uh, well calibrated, as you say, in terms of what the standards are what it looks like when i'm performing uh when i am an exceptional performer what my behavior looks like when i'm meeting expectations what it looks like when i'm below expectations um and i think that's often the failure of a performance management system mhm
1: yeah i think you're absolutely right
2: So it sounds like we need to transition
1: to break. Uh, John, thank you so much for that question. We're looking forward to taking more. Please stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by Innovisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact Innovisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at Innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the neighbor. House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjoke All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: Today we are um, talking about and fielding questions on the topic of employee reviews or employee performance reviews. I think we kind of frame it in a lot of different ways. So really talking about that performance uh, review process that we um, engage our uh, staff volunteers. Our um, consultants even in. So we could probably just say planning or review uh, from a number of different um, hats. I like where John took us at the beginning with John's question and really kind of talked about that whole performance management system, which then brought into my mind other key people who uh, we provide um, performance management to. Um, so,
2: Valerie, do you have another question from our listening audience? I have a question from Charlotte in California. Um, Charlotte's question is, what is a performance improvement plan and how does it differ from a performance development plan?
1: All right, oh, great uh, question Charlotte, Charlotte in my mind, and of course I think these things have to be defined within the context of your organization, right. um, but um, I think uh, typically one would look at a performance improvement plan as being something that has been developed based on there being some identified area where a person really needs to improve in order to be um, meeting expectations of their position, whereas a performance development plan uh, typically is more about performance enhancement, persons maybe already meeting, um, and it's really um, the employee might ask for it. In fact, the employee could ask for either of these, but um, it's more about that employee who is already meeting standard, but how do you move them to that next level where the organization wants to be or perhaps where they want to be in their own career? I mean, I think that's a distinction in my
2: mind. Uh, Valerie, would you add anything to that? No, I absolutely agree. One, I would sum it up that the uh, performance improvement plan is more for corrective action, if you will, and then uh, performance development is more for advancement and performance enhancement.
1: Oh, I think that's a wonderful way of you know, summarizing it. I love that. So performance impro- improvement, corrective versus advancement or enhancement with regards to performance development. Thank you, yes. Valerie. Ms. Mm-hmm. Charlotte from California, thank you so much for that question. Valerie, do you have another
2: question from our listening audience? I have a question from Devin, also from California. Okay, California uh, represented today. Hoo-hoo. <laughs> uh, Devin's question is, I don't have a good relationship with my supervisor who came to the department two years ago, and for these past two years I received an overall quote meet expectations, close quote. On my evaluation, although other managers in the organization tells me that I am an outstanding performer, I have received several emails praising my work. What is my recourse to get a more objective review of my performance? Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh then I think probably many people find themselves in a situation where perhaps their um, view of their performance may be different than their supervisor's view of their performance. And um, so I would first ask you to maybe sit down and have a conversation with your supervisor and, you know, and ask them in their minds to, in order for you to um, move to that next level in your performance um, review as far as a rating, if that's what you're, thinking of, that you deserve something that's higher than meets expectations, what might that look like for that particular manager? And to really, I think, have that conversation. Again, as I said previously, sometimes managers or supervisors in their own mind have um, established philosophies under which they're rating uh, people. I can remember when I was an internal, actually, um, organization effectiveness specialist with the city of san diego we had a um, uh, director come into a department and um, many people were complaining i would say many but i got about three complaints um, where this was an issue where they felt like they got from a supervisor who rated them always as outstanding or clearly you know above meets to the supervisor who now has come in and is rating them at meets expectations and um and they were offended by it, and neither no one really knew of anyone else's situations. And I think it's probably best not to have a discussion with others around our performance evaluation process. I think it's a private conversation. Um, however, what was discovered was when we talked to this supervisor or this director around about their um, about the dismay. That others, that people had experienced with regards to what they had received in their performance evaluation. You know, he basically said things like, well, the person has been in this position for only six months. My philosophy is no one who's new to a position is going to be anything above meeting expectations or standard, um, because um, they're new. And, and that was just the philosophy. And then, he, he also was one that had the philosophy that you had to walk on water, basically, um, be named Muhammad or Jesus or something. <laughs> you know, have some type of um superhuman being positioning in order to receive anything above and above standard. Mm-hmm. So He, you know, basically, if someone was meeting, or uh, or did did a little bit more than expectation, then he rated them at using those too. Of course, if you were below, he rated you below with no problems. But he was a very, um, one might say, not generous rater relative to anything beyond what was in his scope of. you know it was it was you were doing great if you got a meet from him you were doing super well if you got a um above standard and it really boiled back down Devin to his philosophy um coupled with what he had observed from the performance so i think my um my my first i think suggestion to you would be to have a conversation with your supervisor about uh maybe his philosophy around rating, and more specifically, what you need to do to um, meet, uh, to be performing at that level that you feel, um, you if you think that you're above standard, if you think that you're outstanding, um, you know, what might you need to do in order to be at that rate? What would he identify as... Um, as um, bars that you can set for yourself so that you can um, objectively meet a more objective vision of what his thoughts are regarding uh, each of your performance areas. Valerie, anything you'd
2: add to, for Devin? I, I sure would, Dr. G. At the beginning, Devin states, I don't have a good relationship with my supervisor. Yeah, that's I think that speech. is uh, a, a big red flag because that's a critical part of your performance in terms of being effective. So um, that, uh, as Dr. G has already suggested, I would have that conversation with my supervisor. But if there is someone in the organization who's more senior than you are, if there's an opportunity to get coaching or uh, someone who can mentor you and help you figure out how do you develop that relationship, uh, with the supervisor so that you have a um, better rapport. Uh, that impacts your performance, even if you don't see it yourself. Sometimes you can't see what you can't see. Um, so I would suggest that you work on your relationship with your supervisor and if need be, get um, an objective third party who can help you uh, through that process of building that relationship.
1: Oh, uh, Valerie. Uh, oh, so I'm sorry. Were you going to say
2: something else? No, that's that's it.
1: Yeah, I to say that is so right, spot on. I think that's a great observation because that relationship is um, critical to how that the supervisor may be seeing um, Devon. Even if the supervisor themselves aren't aware of this green, um, sometimes those. Um, Hidden biases as to the extent to which we like someone or we don't like someone right. can really impact the extent to which we value them or not, or don't value them, or see them as doing favorable or not favorable. Uh, so I think that your um, input there was just so spot on. Thank you, Valerie.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, would say. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing, though, Devin can do is if maybe the supervisor doesn't see it, I don't know. This is a shot in the dark, but if there's an opportunity on the evaluation to share some things that maybe she's done that the manager isn't aware of, um, that these other managers see in terms of the emails she received sharing those with the supervisor, her supervisor, uh, or his, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. Um so that they understand that there, there are some things that she's doing that is making a difference that that might also um, help the supervisor see her in a different light, if that's part of the issue in terms of her performance reviews. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of variables here, but I think there are some things that Devin can do mm-hmm. that would improve that that rapport and relationship and open up, the, uh, communication lines.
1: Right. I absolutely love that too because I think, uh, I think it's important for Devin to not go into this conversation as one where she's trying to, or, um, he's trying to persuade someone to see something one way or the other as much as just providing information. Right. And being open to receiving information, uh, because you want to improve the relationship, not um, put a bigger strain on it right. um by having a confrontational conversation, but to have a conversation that really says I thought I was doing better, and mm-hmm. you know here are some of the feedback that i've received from others that kind right. of helped give me that impression, mm-hmm. and I really do want to hear from you you know what I would be doing uh differently, what else I could do in order to really um be performing better mm-hmm. from your perspective, but really it being a space. To, um, expand each other's opportunity for understanding versus a debate where you're trying to persuade or right. ask for documentation or ask, well, why did you get this view? Uh, I think it, keeping it future focused with regards to how do we move forward to the space around performing, um, in an improved fashion versus, um, you know, a, a debate around what, what is there, what may also get you further, Devin.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, Valerie any other thoughts for devin? I think that um yeah, I think that again, I would recommend if, if not in within the organization if there's an opportunity for her or him to receive coaching um or a um a third party who may mentor um, them in terms of their relationship uh help devin work on self-awareness, issues that might be blocking the relationship with the supervisor.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Love it. Thank you, Valerie. And Devin, thank you so much for your question. Okay. Sounds like we are being cued that we need to go to break. So I'm going to um, just ask you to stay with us, and we'll be right back with more Valerie I know you have other questions in the queue so if you sent in a question know we're going to endeavor to get to it we'll be right back with more on leadership matters
2: informing leaders inspiring solutions
0: from the boardroom to you voice america business network Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness.
2: We hear it and read about it every day in the
0: news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you
1: preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And I'm excited that our co-host, Jenny Fermer, has joined us. Jenny is the Associate Executive Director at Alpert Jewish Family and Children's Services based in West Palm Beach,
3: Florida. So Jenny, thank you for joining us. Oh gosh, it's my pleasure. It's great to be on the show with
1: you. Yeah, oh, definitely. I know we're, we sometimes have to dance alone and sometimes we get to dance together. So it's always exciting when we can dance on the um, line and co-host together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, Valerie Wright, uh, continues to be on the line with us and we're inviting Valerie to, uh, field these, these questions with us. Valerie is also based in West Palm Beach, Florida, CEO at Wright Ideas Unlimited.
3: Thank you Dr. G. Welcome
2: Jenny. Good to have you on the line. Oh, it's
3: great to have you too, Valerie, and it's nice that you and I get to work more closely, but it's rare that Dr. G and I are on the phone at the same time. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Good, so, good. Valerie, I know you had some more questions in the queue. Want to see if we can um get
2: some of those answered? Okay. Um we have a question from Belinda in California. Belinda um Question says, how do I ensure that I am providing effective feedback to my staff to help them be successful? I know coaching is big, so please explain what that is.
1: Hmm. Jenny,
3: want to be welcomed by answering that question first? Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll let, let you and Valerie actually talk about the specific coaching piece of it, but I think that uh, feedback should be something that's engaged in ongoing um, and I think also positive feedback specifically because uh there are many organizations that the only time they provide any kind of feedback is usually in writing as part of the performance evaluation. And I think from my philosophy in terms of practice, I never believe that or rather I really work at ensuring that um, the performance evaluation is simply a tool and a revisiting of everything that has happened the past year, and all those conversations and all the positive feedback as well as those areas where someone might need to work harder at so to me feedback and and kind of forward feedback, if you will,
2: mm-hmm. is
3: really important, and the conversations are something along the lines of where. Where can this go? What would it look like when you get there? So it's really forward, Mm future-oriented. Wonderful. And how about for
2: yourself, uh, anything you'd like to add uh, to that, Valerie? Yes. Um, I think in terms of effective feedback, it is um, it addresses both opportunities for growth, and it also uh, um, responds to situations where an employee is not... Uh, performing well and i think in either instance it is a conversation that play, takes place in a space where an employee is not embarrassed if it's negative but um it's and it's provided immediately in response to a situation um i think that if it's for growth i think that you invite the employee's feedback you have conversations it's a two-way street um, I think that feedback should always be developmental in terms of work, a, a manager working with an employee. How do we grow from this or where do you want to grow? Again, back to Jenny's point of it's always about where we're going versus where we've been, what the, you know, we give, we rather than, um punitive if you will mm-hmm. um, always include the impl- the employee in terms of their feedback their input their uh perspective in terms of where we're going what it what is expected um you know um i think definitely developmental in ter- in any in re- regardless to what the situation is it's about growing forward
1: Mhm, yeah, I, I love that. mhm, Belinda, thank you uh, so much for your question and Valerie as well as Jenny, thank you for your responses. I might add to that because um Belinda added or should I should say asked about effective feedback as well as coaching, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes in that effective feedback space, it kind of takes me back to um our first caller, uh, John, when he talked about performance management system, you know, uh, sometimes we are initially kind of starting with um, managing the performance, and it's really about problem solving, maybe even giving advice, making suggestions, and I think all that, if I look at the paradigm that, um, you know, part of the work I do is with the Center for Creative Leadership, and we kind of look at um management versus coaching. And so those performance management conversations very often may sound like, you know, problem solving, advice giving, and making suggestions. When we transition and make that shift into coaching, Mm -hmm. we're looking at providing feedback but really also um, creating a space for a conversation that challenges thinking
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, really engages in asking you know uh, questions that evokes the other person to begin to um, develop their critical and strategic thinking. So in that coaching process, I'm probably doing less telling. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I should say in the coaching process, I'm doing uh, yes less telling because in the management process, mm-hmm. I might be doing a little bit more telling. So the coaching is really: am I listening? Am I um, clarifying what I'm hearing so that I might be able to challenge, go a little bit uh, deeper to asking and responding to um, additional evoking questions, and is there support there that makes it safe for that person to really have conversations and share their thinking and uh, thoughts about things on a critical level or on a strategic level that really begins to expand that person's development. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Any uh, thoughts, uh, Jenny and or Valerie, that you'd add to that?
3: Well, I I just think that, you know, the more reading I do in terms of human capital and human capital management and talent management and all of those kinds of things, um, people work with us and for us for so many different reasons. And if we can really understand their motivation and if we can relate that to job performance, Not that we all get to do exactly what we want all the time, but if we can play to people's strengths, I think that's really what makes the difference. Hmm. Yes, I can agree with
2: that, Valerie. Any thoughts you would add? That Jenny's comment made me think about a book by Doug Walker called Aha Performance. Mm -hmm. That people we people we help people um, get to do. Uh-oh! I forgot how the thought goes, but it's about finding the intrinsic motivation of the individual to to perform versus trying to coerce or urge or direct or manage someone into it, but find out what is within the individual that would motivate them to go to the next level mm-hmm. and work. Toward that intrinsic self motivation, and uh, it's called the book is called Aha Performance by Doug Walker. He's a an executive coach, um, and I think that book speaks to that that mm-hmm. Jenny just talked about.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great reference. And um, and Valerie, correct me if I'm wrong, because I believe it was Doug who likes to talk really not so much about managing performance, but really managing results results through Absolutely. performance. And so he, I think that's like a really important read for his message uh, that we really are looking at managing the results and what we're doing as we deal with the, that human um, element is really how are you maximizing the human element as we go about trying to maximize uh, the possibilities and the results.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. So, Belinda, uh, thank you again for your question. Valerie, any others?
2: I have a question from... Um, Jill in Massachusetts. Her question is: What are the components of a typical performance management process?
3: Hmm. Well, okay. I don't know that there's such a typical thing. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, I think Dr. G,
2: you kind of talked about some mm-hmm. of it earlier, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you going to say something? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was saying you talked about this earlier. Um, some of the points uh, you would have performance planning where you're setting performance expectations uh, with the employee, what's expected. Um, then you would have this ongoing feedback where there's this con- con- um, constant conversation and feedback and communicating between employee manager. Um, you would have input from the employee, kind of like what we just talked about in terms of their own expectations, what they accomplish, what they want to accomplish. Um, then there's an evaluation process in there in terms of measuring and evaluating their performance in terms of outcomes. And then there's both um, probably a performance review where you actually share at some point in that usually a year maybe what review their performance and what 's expected for the next review timeframe, whatever that might be, I think that those are chunks of what might be in a process um, and they're depending on the organization and how. Um, I think how sophisticated the system is, there would be more things like uh development plans, um, performance improvement plans we talked about and um maybe rewards as a part of that system.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm.
2: Yes. And um Jenny,
1: anything you'd add?
3: I I keep coming back to like if I could create a perfect You know, system in terms of, of how performance evaluations would go. I really like 360 evaluations because I believe that as a manager, if you're having a conversation with someone that you ultimately are responsible for in terms of their work, that how you all can communicate, I know that doesn't sound very professional, but the manner in which you are able to give one another feedback becomes as important for the same reasons that we are outcome-oriented, but those outcomes have greater meaning to someone in terms of job satisfaction, in terms of that intrinsic uh, motivation that you speak of, Valerie, Um, that as all of these issues line up, it's about communication for me. Mhm. Mhm. I, no, I think
1: that Yeah, right. Me too. Mm-hmm. I think that would help Devin's situation potentially too.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm right. going to say a
1: little bit more on that, but it looks like we have to transition to break.
3: Time to So, uh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Please stay with us we'll be right back with more on leadership matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions.
0: Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Hey, did you know Voice America has partnered with the KidStar Network to expand their reach through Voice America Kids? Voice America Kids will feature talk radio for kids by kids along with special event programming and live broadcasts each program is conveniently archived for on-demand listening at any time please check our archives for the latest events and happenings on voiceamericakids.com
1: our leadership matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. With us today, we have our co-host, Jenny Firmer, Associate Executive Director with Alpert Jewish Family and Children's Services, and our Associate Producer, Valerie Wright, CEO of Wright Ideals Unlimited. Both Jenny and Valerie are based in the uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, and I'm Cheryl G., and I bring you greetings from the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. Um, I think before we went to break, Jenny, you were talking about 360 evaluations, and it made me think, going back to Devin who had called in about maybe the supervisor having a a more objective view of his performance or maybe other data points to consider. I think a 360 can be helpful also um, to provide that also because supervisors aren't in a space where they can see everything all the time, and it can be helpful to get Data points uh, from others about um about performance, I know Devin said he had some emails, and that was great because it gave you know some data points as well but a formal three sixty can sometimes also be um, be helpful um Valerie, what was the core question that was asked? Do you remember what the core question that was asked?
2: Yes, what are the components of a typical performance management process?
1: Okay, right. I knew I had some thoughts on it, but I couldn't remember Once mm-hmm. I got on Jenny's response.
2: I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> thread <it> back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, My other thought is just to kind of summarize it maybe uh, for someone who's trying to listen and figure out, well, how do I put all these buckets together? The way I think of that uh uh, the components is pretty much how, like Valerie said, I indicated to John earlier, and that is setting clear expectations, creating a process for monitoring whether or not those those expectations are being met, and then putting in place some kind of consequences as relates to things we're going to do to either inspire uh, performance so that it stays on track, um, or Um, course correct if it's not on track. But Those three things are the things that I will very often look at. I think that um, other parts of that performance management system can be the tools that Valerie talked about, um, having that performance plan that you review with the employee before you get before they even get going in the evaluate, in the uh, performing process of their job so they know what others think is important about their performance. Having a tool that you then loop back to, which is usually the same tool but now with the rating scale that says how you're doing relevant to that, those things that were identified on that performance plan. And then having also that development tool that Valerie talked about that says, um, you know, here are what are some of the things that we're going to do to advance your your performance. So, um, just some components, kind of trying to loop back to Jill. I think Jill out of Massachusetts, is that what you said, Valerie? That's correct. Yeah. Um, to kind of loop back to her core question, those are just some things that popped into mind. So, thank you, Jill, so much for sending in your question. Valerie or um, Jenny, anything else you'd like to add to uh Jill or give to Jill as thoughts?
3: Mm-hmm. Not at this time. I think it was a great question.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, it was
2: too. Thanks again, Jill. Mm-hmm.
3: Excellent. Mm-hmm.
2: Another question, Valerie. I do. I have a question uh, from Sonia in New Mexico. Sonia says, "Can you please explain what my supervisor's role is in my performance review besides providing me with negative feedback at the end of the year?" <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: oh, we feel for you, Sonia. Yeah. Uh, who wants to start with that? Oh, I, I, I know these things happen, Sonia, but I think that. Um, sometimes taking the risk and really talking with the supervisor about how that's not being very helpful, but finding the words to say it so that you're not creating a situation where the supervisor is defensive, but that maybe you're being more proactive about asking for regular supervision, um, specifically feedback around um, how you're doing. And it just is to me, it's always such a pity when we as supervisors don't take the opportunities to engage with the people that we're trying to grow, as you said earlier, Valerie. Mm-hmm. And it really just does become that negative, you didn't do this right, you didn't do this right. And the only time you really hear that is at a, at the end of a year or whenever that performance evaluation is being done. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, yeah. I agree. I think, I think, uh, uh, what I would add to that is that, uh, Sonia, the supervisor should be having, uh, ongoing communications with you about expectations, about how you're doing, asking questions about how she can support you. This is, this is, um if all things were as they should be.
3: Mm-hmm. And, um, and Valerie, if, if Sonia's supervisor isn't doing that, then, what are some of the steps that we can help her think through about how she maybe approaches a supervisor to say, I'm really interested in growing, I'm really interested in getting more feedback, you know, and being Mm -hmm. proactive about asking questions about her performance?
2: I -hmm. think there are a couple of things. I think, one, Sonia can sit down and think about what it is she wants to do, what she wants her performance to be. She can... um, review her job description. She can look at the department, what's going on, where she wants to be, and um, uh, draft out where she, you know, her own goals, mm-hmm. her own ideas, her, you know, what she'd like to develop more in, eva- do a self-evaluation, where does she honestly, as she can, where does she think her weak areas are or areas for growth, as we say now, um, And where she's strong and where she would like to use those talents, how she'd like to develop those areas where she's challenged or or areas for growth and um, have that conversation with the supervisor. She can also talk with a human resources person who can help her think about uh, opportunities within the department, can help her understand um how to have the conversation with the supervisor because they may understand who the supervisor is and can help her in terms of preparing for that conversation. So it as Dr. G said earlier, it's not a defensive conversation, uh, because I do detect some defensiveness in her question. I think it may become it comes from feeling like she's not getting a fair shake. Mm-hmm. Um but um take that and have the, get support in right.
1: preparing. Mm-hmm. So it's like we need to transition off, but I oh, think that's goodness. all good food for thought for Sonia. And Sonia, I'd say, uh, have that future-focused conversation, mm-hmm. um, as Valerie is saying. And then maybe it's simply, you know, share your vision of being a high performer with your supervisor and say, you know, what might you stop to start or continue to achieve that goal? Um, want to mention the advance. Valerie, do you have the date, the dates for the advance?
2: November 14th through the 17th.
1: Okay, so please join us in San Diego. That is a Cultural Competence Academy. You can find out more information at www.theadvance.org. Thank you so much for tuning in, and please tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring
2: Solutions.